Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Roberson, a.k.a. Professor Joe of both King Talk Podcast and the Professor Joe Show. And today you are listening to me on King Talk, our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's King Talk Podcast, one word, on IG. You can also find us on Facebook at King Talk Podcast and on iHeartRadio as well as Spotify. And Grace, I got to check in with you because I'm, I'm sure we're on some additional platforms now, even though I never identify them. But hey, look, you can search for us. So, so look, now today it is my esteemed privilege to have as our guest, Joe Shumpert. And Joe, I'm sorry, but you, we have to applaud for you, you and you got to participate. How yeah. you doing? Joe, we don't have a, a applause app, so we got to do it for ourselves. That's our little <laughs> running, jo- running joke around here. Uh, first thing I want to do is express my uh, deep appreciation and gratitude because one thing I understand about you clearly is you grind and you grind hard and your time is important. So uh, I want to thank you for making the time to uh, sit down and share some of your insights. And um, therefore, I hope uh, any potential listeners or really understand the value of um, what you may share, okay? Absolutely. So, you know, thank Absolutely. you very much. So, um, as, as I mentioned, part of our discussion, um, you know, why we did King Talk Podcast is uh, really to delve into various issues related to youth sports. But the reality is um, we're somewhere, I think, around 42 or 43 right. in terms of episodes, uh, podcasts. I said episodes like we film in a television show, huh? In terms of podcasts is... Um, you know, that that um, topic ventures off so deeply into so many things. Um, but if it's okay, that's where I'd like to start. And then, you know, we'll take the discussion where it goes. So I know that um, you participated on some of the highest levels that people dream of competing as it relates to athletics. Uh, but one of the first things I want to ask you, where did it start? Like, where did you first um, have an opportunity to compete? Were you someone who played Pop Warner and... No, actually, uh, I was someone that got in trouble. Oh, okay, okay. So I started... Uh, everybody knows that uh, the movie by The Rock, The Gridiron Gang. Right, right, you right. Seen it? That's gotcha. actually formed, was filmed from the camp that I started at. Okay. Oh, did you go to Kilpatrick? I did. did okay, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And, um, and then from there, I got in more trouble with the okay. youth authority. Gotcha, gotcha. But then I got okay. out. Okay. And But that's... Yeah, that, that's where it all came yeah. from. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh wow! Hey, shouts out to everyone who, because um, I know, you know, despite the environment it may have been, uh, Camp Kilpatrick. Uh, you know, I have different peers who've been through there, and uh, some who benefited from, um, you know, that process. Some who probably became better at doing deviant things from. <laughs> right that process but uh, nonetheless it did help some of them so shouts out to anyone who went through that experience uh, uh you know life is real so you graduate was, one way or the other hey, hey wow real life huh you graduate hey and i think it's a great testament from the perspective of especially with your experience and and perhaps other things transpired after that but you really do you can take that experience and choose to move from there how you how you would choose yeah. And that kind of goes back to the statement. It's like not necessarily always what you've been through in life, but how you respond to it and yeah. what you do. Is it okay to ask you how you ended up there? Or yeah. like what yeah. was life like for you? Yeah, so uh, growing up, we uh, moved from here when I was, well, from Brazil when I was about eight years old. Okay. And uh, we moved to East LA. Gotcha. And like that area, Almani. 
Okay. Where um Oh Joe, you from Brazil? Yeah. Oh, okay. Brazil. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what's up, my king. That's yeah. what's up. Don't follow. Yeah. Okay. So I speak Portuguese. You know, oh wow. Every, yeah. Okay. So um but yeah, it, it it got to the point where my dad was in involved in gangs. Okay. And he was okay. running with them in and out right. of prison. Gotcha. And my mom was a heavy like drug addict, you okay. know, uh deep in deep in that and my dad in 1996 uh, got stabbed oh, in okay. 1996 uh, while in Pelican Bay. My mom, she Did he recover deep. from that? No, no, he oh, passed away. Okay, rest in, in, in peace. Condolences, passed, yeah. my king. Rest he in peace. He passed away there in 1996. Um, we about to get raw, so I'm just letting okay. you guys yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, so, that's all good. Um, my mom, she uh, would OD probably like every month. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, and then finally, like in 1997, 1998, uh, she passed away. She OD'd oh, and, uh, okay. from a heroin overdose. Okay. Condolences, my king. And, wow. uh, so, but it was actually, you know, when I say this to people, they don't understand it, but it was a blessing. Okay. You yeah. know, because I couldn't yeah. do the things I was, I was able to do with my life. Right. Right. If they weren't able to control themselves. Wow. Which they wow. weren't, you know, yeah. the devil was too deep. Yeah. And because of my familiarity with substances, I get um, the implications of when you said she OD'd every month, because what people don't understand is that means you, you have to understand the mind state and emotional state that would put a child in because um, ODing is um, dang near um, a connection to death itself. Right. So when you someone is going through this repeatedly, it creates a sense of uncertainty in your very existence right. that um, could in and of itself be the trauma that sends someone down a disastrous like nine, path. Like nine years old, I was I already learned how to pull her in the bathtub okay. in the shower. Wow. Run the water on her. Right. Like, at, yeah. You know, get that get cold water. Get that yeah. cold water to try to revive her and right. make her con. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was in, you know, uh, we got into some trouble when I was about nine or ten years old. Uh, uh we had stole like some chocolate bars from the okay. from the school. Okay, did that, did that. <laughs> you go know, ahead, go ahead. And you know, like the little Helen Grace chocolate she used to sell. Um, you know, somebody in our neighborhood thought it was a good idea to teach me and my other friend that the spark plugs, what they can do to things. Oh, when you break them, the ceramic yeah. part. Oh, my brother, dang! I feel <laughs> like hey, them, tri <laughs> them tricks of the trade, them trade secrets right there. And we're not gonna share with y'all right. what we're gonna do. We don't want y'all learning that from us. Okay. So yeah, so yeah. I was able to learn that, and then me and my friend Jr. You know, rest in peace. Okay. Wow. As well, you know, he. Uh, we thought because they hit him in the teachers' lounge, and we. The ball went over, so we saw these candy bars yeah, inside the yeah, teacher's lounge yeah. on Saturday. Wow. And we were like, oh, this is actually my first running with the authorities, okay, too, that gotcha. I'm explaining. So uh, we jumped over to get the ball, and then we saw this, and we were like, well, let's see if it works. So we took a whole bunch of them and did what yeah, we had to do to yeah, the window, yeah. and it just shattered. Wow. And uh, so at this time, I'm probably about nine years old, yeah, and I didn't know about silent alarms yeah. I didn't know anything about yeah. them so me and my friend JR were just loading up this cart okay. full of chocolate boxes of chocolate you know and then we lived in a motel then that I don't know if you've seen me that I posted yeah. about yes yes so I yeah. uh, um, I own it now I own the motel now but I uh, we lived in a, uh, and we lived next door to each other so our carports were right next door uh -huh. to each other 
Right. You know? And we cut down the wall. So that was like our little clubhouse. You okay. know, because we okay. didn't have the clubhouse like everybody else. So, we so were y'all just, made one. We made it, car, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But long story longer is I was taking the... Uh, That's the first time I ever heard that. I'm still in that turn. He just said, long story longer. I'm taking that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm taking that. Just so you know, I'm writing that down. I'm taking notes. Long story longer. Go ahead. So um, when we started loading everything up into the carport, we didn't know that the police was actually looking at us right behind us. Watching you. Watching us. Chilling, chilling, watching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they knew we were young. They knew that, you know, we really didn't know. Yeah. They didn't perceive you as a threat. Right. We're at that, you know, so I guess, yeah. you, I guess, yeah. So we were loading everything, and then right when we got done, they were like, well, now put it all back on the oh, speaker, you they know? they clowning. They're clowning. Yeah. They're clowning. Oh, my goodness. And we were like, shit. Yeah. But the reason I got on there is because my mom, she was so high that she couldn't come get me from the station. Wow. So I ended up having... So you couldn't be released to your parents. Right. Because how old were you again? At nine. Wow. Yeah, so my friend JR, his mom came and got him. Yeah. And then hit after she came and got him, uh, she had to go to my mom and like Tell get her me. sober. Okay. Basically, you know, enough yeah. to come get me. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then the officer that arrested us, well, not detained us. Yeah. We weren't arrested at okay. that time. We gotcha. were detained, you know. So that detained us was uh, Officer Debbie Morales, and uh, I still remember because she re- she used to re- arrest my dad. Okay, you know, so and then, so Dan, you familiar with her? Almost like okay, this is my rite of passage. Right. She's arrested my father. Yeah. So um, the thing is, is that like I was sitting on the desk, and I remember because she put my hand on the table and she was like, "Well, you ain't scared of shit, huh?" That's exactly kind of cuss. I don't. I don't want to yeah. cuss if I can't cuss. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. So, so, go ahead. so she's like, you ain't scared of shit, are you? And I was like, nope. You know, you know that's yeah. how my mentality, you know. And she yeah. was like, well, if you ain't scared, don't move your hand. And she like, acted like she was going to hit me with the billy club, right? And I okay. didn't move my hand. And she was like, you got way more trouble on your hand than what's right now. Yeah. She's like, you're going to be just like your dad, you know. And that kind of stuck with me. Uh-huh. Because I already knew at nine years old I didn't want to be like my dad because he was nowhere okay. around. Right. So I didn't know uh-huh. what... That kind of, I didn't know what they meant by that. Right, right. But I knew I didn't want to be that because that meant I wasn't around. You know what? I had never known, Joe, the extent of your um, interaction with that part of life to the extent now, based on my background, you got to understand the detail I hear. So just now, when you chose to differentiate between detainment and arrest, I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, like most people, that's no, you got picked up, you in their custody, you got arrested, but they don't even know. No, there's those of us who, you know, I'm if what do you want to talk to me about? The times I was I was detained, the times I was questioned, yeah. the times I was arrested, or the convictions I have, like yeah. which is you know what I'm saying? Way and different. yeah, yeah, so wow, my brother. Hey, then okay, so you mentioned what just happened at nine, both your parents had passed away by what age? I- by the time I was about 12 and a half, 13 oh, years wow, old. Oh, wow, my king. Oh, yeah, so you, um, by all rights, are on a path to meet your demise. Right. Yeah. And um, how I looked at it is I could either be on it to a, because I had to survive. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I knew, yes, yes. and that's what I knew. Yeah. Survive in a good way or survive in a bad way. But I got to survive. But I got to survive. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And... Even though my mom was there, she wasn't there. Yes, yes. You know, I was breaking up food stamps for her, okay. like getting changed for her, doing all that yeah, so she yeah, could get high. Yeah. 
So I had to go through all that stuff when I was really young. So like when yeah. I got to high school and I was yeah. out here in Chatsworth. Okay. You know, because by then I was already out of Cleopatrick. I was already out of the youth authority, right. out of the system. And so I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. So uh, Cleopatrick, we played Alamany High School. Gotcha. I don't know if you remember, but we used to play all these CIF schools. Right, right. And get them ready for the season, you know. But that's where I went. I met Coach Ron Martinez. I don't okay. know if you remember him. He used to coach here. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, I think he has a close relationship with Reseda High School yeah. now, son. What's up, Coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. But come on, you man. Know? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so he, uh, he, Chatsworth played them the following week. So he was there to scout and okay. get some, you know. And he asked, after the game, I did pretty well in that game. So he, he came up to me after the game and asked me, what are my plans? I was like, well, I don't yeah. know. Right now it's prison. You know, because wow. that's where my mind was going. That's the mentality. And I knew if I got out and went back home, that's where I was going. Yeah. You know? And then hanging out with all the people inside the camp, yeah. they were going the same place. Gotcha. So they were all yeah. older than me because they didn't have, when I first started, it was the second year. So they didn't have JB and varsity. Gotcha. They just had varsity. So I was 13 years old playing with 17-year-olds, you right, know? Right, So I didn't understand, but I knew that I needed to be strong. Yeah. Because that's all my dad told me is to yeah. respect myself, right? Right. So yeah. I got certain things from my dad that I that I learn a lot from and you've seen my dad yeah. post yeah. him. So yeah. Yeah. my dad yeah. wasn't a person to um he didn't bow to anybody. Right. He wasn't that kind of person. The terminology I would use is your pops was with the business, man. Yeah. He was with the business. Right. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. For sure that. For sure. Hey, and my to, the, mom. to the furthest yeah. extent of what it means yeah. to be with the business. Yeah. yeah. Him and yeah. my mom were both there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. They they chose the life. Yeah. They chose and, and and we're talking about at a point where social media didn't exist. So choosing the life wasn't about representing yourself through pictures on social media. Yeah. It was like, no, you gotta get out here and you have to live it you live. and you have to earn it and you have to subscribe to these standards and you have to meet them. Yeah. And one thing I'll say too, if I'm correct. Um, your father ran, was it with a, a Latino? Yeah, he was. Uh, I look at me, I was, yeah, was, was going to say a Latino yeah. uh, community organization, right? Yeah. So, you know, one thing I will acknowledge, my brother, and it's not to ever glorify those lifestyles, but um, there are certain organizations that they toe the line hard, man. They yeah. toe the line hard, where if you claim something that truly is a blood in, blood out, you're going to have to live this. And there's yeah. only a couple ways you go find yourself moving forward, yeah. you know, and living it. This is the other thing that, again, I appreciate. I don't subscribe and want to encourage people or glorify that, but living it with a very, very clear understanding of the inevitabilities, too. Yeah. I find that very deep, a very clear understanding of the inevitabilities. And I think because of that mm -hmm. and because of how my dad was, and these are the... You know, because not knowing my dad on a real personal level, right, right, I kind of pick and choose what I got from him. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, and yeah. commitment at one hundred, yeah, on everything I do, yeah, yeah, was something I got from my dad. Gotcha, and the hard work, commitment, the value of respecting myself as a man yeah. and as a human, you yeah. know, and knowing that. If I let somebody question my manhood, it's because I'm doing something wrong. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? And because it's weak to lie, it's weak to steal. Uh-huh. And that's not being, uh, like, in my dad's sense, you know, even when I was younger, he would right. tell me, 
because when I got in trouble and I told them about the situation with the candy bars, gotcha, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Men don't steal. Strong men don't steal. Right. Weak-minded people steal. I get that. So I was nine years old. Yeah. I didn't understand it, but I yeah. knew I couldn't steal no more. Right. Right? So mm. my mind was, I don't steal. Hey, the way that's presented, I feel bad because I was stealing a lot. And then, my, I've been, you know, part of my um, growth um, through my own life was um, some of my years as a stick-up kid. So, you know, and I'm, not, I'm most definitely not proud of that. And at this stage of my life... I live with a lot of regret over that yeah. of taking from another human who was just providing, trying to provide for the well-being of their family. But when I, my, I was younger, my rationalization was like, "Man, you in a dope game. This part of it, homeboy. Oh, you about you got to come up yeah. off this money and you got to come up off this product." And um, again, that's how I was rationalizing, like you in the hustle anyway. But then it's so crazy years later, um, and even to this day, this is the irony of life where I try to teach people about consequences. When I was younger, I felt like you do something, you don't get arrested, you don't get caught, yeah. um, you don't have to, you, you're able to address the retribution or retaliation, you're good, you got away with it. The irony is that at this stage of my life, um, my conscience is the true consequence and my regret and um, my concern for some of the people who I had issues with and who crossed my path and what consequences did they have to potentially suffer as a matter of my behavior? So, right. you know, I can appreciate the not stealing at this point. So you're saying those are some of the characteristics, though, you walked away with your, right. your pops, the work ethic, the integrity, and the sense of not taking. Yeah. So you were mentioning that you benefited in what you chose to take in terms of characteristics yeah. from your pops. So. It, it's, I, I just, uh, I know that my dad was a good person. Right. In the wrong environment yes yes you know yes but my but because of my dad and how he was i knew that he went a hundred and everything he did and that's he, something you still do i see yeah, that in you you know so so you left kilpatrick and that you went to chasworth and then uh shout out to coach martinez because uh, another thing i would like listeners to walk away with is that because a lot of times we talk about the role of coaches of yeah. trainers and and the role of parents is that a coach made it sounds like you were about to lead into like potentially him yeah. making a difference or even the fact that he approached right. you, right. you know, cause I know that would make me feel a sense of value. Like you interested in me yeah. coming to play so, for you. Yeah. What, what he did was he, he said, I know a place where you can make a difference okay. and will make a difference in you if right. you're interested. Gotcha. And to me, you know, living how I lived, no offense to any, you know, right. but I thought it was another white guy coming and talk to me and tell me some bullshit. Okay, gotcha. You know? Selling you a dream or some yeah. shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah, empty rhetoric. Right, so yeah. like two weeks later, another guy, white guy came and interviewed me, right, okay. at, at, the, at the camp. Right. And he goes, well, I'm part of this. You probably heard of it, Rancho San Antonio. Oh, for sure. Come on. He's like, I'm part of this. Uh, we refer to it affectionately as Rancho. <laughs> Rancho, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm part of this. Um, his name was Mark Grimes. Okay. You know, okay. he's like, I'm part of this placement home that will place you and you can, uh, go there and deal with your issues. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit. And, like, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I was not like, interested. I just, yeah. I was like, I just want to go to school. Right. And I just want right. to play football if that's what I'm going to do in box. Cause that's what I right. knew right. I could do. Right. Right. So, um, Two week, uh, well, he he interviewed me, asked me some questions about where I where my life was and where I see myself and if I was gang affiliated and okay. all that stuff and 
I explained to him, it's like, it was more of me. Everything I did gang-wise was backing up my dad. Yeah, It yeah, was never yeah, for me. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I had to answer questions for my dad. I had to answer for things for my dad. Right. And I did so. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, real life, though. Yeah. 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 So, so um, them blood ties run right. deep, and people yeah. don't understand. There's a, there's legacy to things, and so yes, yeah, so there's the potential, for you not to technically ever say that I choose this life, but for you to be held accountable and responsible. So you may right. have to address some things and almost fall into the life. Yeah. But I'm glad you found your way out. Yeah. So he approached you. You had to answer these questions, and, and then again, he just said, "Well, we'll be in touch." And I was like, "All right." Another yeah, guy yeah. leaving me yeah. with no explanation. Wow. Sweet. You know. Yeah. So, um, maybe like a month and a half later, I got this. Uh, uh, because they leave when you wake up in the morning at four, you know, that camp life. So they wake you up, and I had a tag on my name, right? That I'm rolling up. Okay. And I was like, Rolling up means you're parting ways, people. Parting you are ways. you yeah. are departing. Yeah. So okay. I, so I was like, okay. I don't know where I was going. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was where I was going. Right. Because I just yeah. got into an argument. Oh wow! So you could have been being rolled up for a different reason. Right. So right. I okay. So I was like, uh, shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, anyways, I ended up at Rancho San Antonio. Okay. Um, and that is the place I think really changed my life. Wow, wow. You know, so shout okay. out to them. Shout out Rancho, San Antonio. You know, they, I, I think yeah. they're so blessed too. Like, okay, one of my friends um, still works there. He's been working there like the last 20 years. What's up, C. Oggs? Um, I know him. You know Corey? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's my dude. That's yeah. my dude. So yeah. then, even, but before Corey was even working there, I had different friends who would coach there. Yeah. And then um, I just love the way, uh, you know, I still work with ARC, Youth Basketball yeah. League, and they put their teams in the ARC League. So I just love, amongst several other group homes too, I just love that, you know, it might not be ideal in one sense. That's not the ideal life for a young person. Ideally, we would all be f our health fostered in nice, healthy, productive, happy right. homes. But man, you do appreciate when someone's trying when an organization yeah. is trying you know what and, and i do see that not to uh interrupt you but i actually learned more things uh-huh like table etiquette right how to right. dress how to interview yes than most of my friends that have both parents gotcha i learned that yeah. from them yeah i hear that you know i've that. learned more things about becoming a man right becoming a human a, a, a adult right. right right i knew how to write a checkbook do my Pay my right, rent, right. pay my bills before I was 16. Right. Be from them. I love your attitude, my brother, because, right, so perspective is everything. Yeah. So you're choosing to see the positive of your situation. Whereas there might be someone who went through an identical experience of you, was put in that same situation, but decided to only see that I'm here and I know versus that person. in a home with two love. Oh, yeah, yeah, real life, though, huh? You know, I know that person. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the people I talk about, right? That yeah. still tries to borrow money. Yeah, yeah. You know, because his life. Yeah. Everything he does is dark. Right, right. He doesn't see the light. Everything he does is dark. He criticizes and analyzes. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And that's the life. difference between people who do, right? Yeah. And so after I played at Chatsworth, I got to play at Chatsworth. I excelled. Okay. Um, And I ended up going from there to university, well, Oregon State University. Gotcha, gotcha. But then uh, the coaching staff split up. So right. I went from there to Missouri. Okay. So that's how I ended okay. up in Missouri. And um, it was difficult because I was, 
I didn't have anybody here. Right. But I felt I really didn't have nobody there. Right, right. This was still home. Was you might different. not have anyone here. And also the culture of Southern, Southern California is the diversity it's different. is different. It's and different. so going somewhere else, yeah, that most definitely could be an issue. I was going to say, too, though, based on your experience, because something similar happened to my little brother where he went to a school and the coaching staff got fired his first year as a freshman as a scholarship athlete and the incoming coaching staff was not filling him. He wasn't their guy. So when you go through trauma in your youth, you could go through one thing like a situation like that and decide, like, that's the end of it. Like, okay, yeah. well, no, since, see, now it's a new coaching staff. Woe is me. My opportunity to do this is over. But you kept going and you said you went to Missouri. Huh? And how was that out there? Being it was a different environment. We'll go different environment. Yeah. You got me? Yeah. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I, again, it's one of those things I just took with, I analyzed it and I said, well, I need to graduate because I'm here. Right. But I'm not going back home. Yes. Yes. So that's where my entrepreneur mindset really started. Okay. Right. Okay. Was because I can start living for survival yeah. or I can start yeah. living for success. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's, so what I hear is proactive mind state. And the irony is um, if people get to read it, it's great reading. It's a book, um, if I may be saying it wrong, I think I'm right, but The Seven Habits of Effective right. People, uh, Stephen Covey. Mm -hmm. And one great of book. them is proactive thinking. Too many people are reactive. Like everything they do is in reaction to something else versus is proactive. This is how I'm going to live. And this is the language I'm going to use to create a mind state that leads me down that path. Right. But so you're, you decided to be proactive. I decided to understand that I don't, I don't want to be a normal athlete. Yes, yes. And live on scholarship money. Okay. Right? Okay. So, but I couldn't take money. Yes, yes. You couldn't do that, right? Right. And when you say take, do you mean receive the money that right. some people get? Oh, I ain't, hey, look, take can have yeah, very, yeah, yeah. okay, I, I got you, I got take, you. I couldn't receive money. Right, right, right. And, um, and really could in public and couldn't take it from people through other means. So therefore I got you. Right. So, but I knew that I had something and it's going to sound like, uh, you know, bias, but I had something that all the other people in Missouri didn't have, which okay. is Cali swag. Okay. That's what's up. That's right. What's so up. I knew that I was from Cali. Yeah. I knew that I know how to bring people together. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that people would want to be around me. Yes, yes. So that's how I started like promoting out there. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. I started promoting and then I took my success from being in football yeah. to the next level, which is I started running this camp by myself. Okay. And then I started getting all these other receivers on board and corners on board right. at Missouri. Gotcha. So I started charging kids and high school athletes 60 70 bucks a weekend to work out with us gotcha so soon it got to a point where i needed a license oh wow and oh, so that means you was growing you grew because yeah. if it's if it's small ain't nobody questioning that oh wow on the weekend wow you know wow hey but what you're saying is so deep because it is so first of all i already know the way you train yeah. and uh, i mean you you physically fit at a different level where right now you still essentially live a life of an athlete yeah. in terms of how you prepare so I can only imagine what people don't get is this successful success in athletics ain't just about even the physical training. That's just one component. The other part is a whole mental thing about how you believe in yourself, how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself, your preparation. Yeah. Right. So 
You had a product to sell, though. I could see yeah. why it would, because people want to come get that swag from you. Yeah. It ain't just, uh, he's going to show you how to work out. No, I'm going to show you how you approach this game yeah. in terms of mentality. So, yeah, I could see why 200 kids want to be at your camp. And then what I did that a lot of people don't do is I charge kids okay. to help them break down film. Oh. I was teaching high school kids, yeah, yeah, which yeah. no athlete was doing at that time. Right, I was right charging them an hourly fee to break down film right so i would have them bring in their high school film and i'll help them break it down and develop a true iq for the game right yes hey real quick too on a side note uh if you're listening you got to walk away with that piece of information um aside from uh joe's experience in life uh, mr shumpert you have to walk away with the understanding of the benefit of breaking down film uh, not just as a means of observing and preparing for your opponent, but of watching your strengths and your weaknesses. So we're not just talking about watching your highlights on Huddle. No. We're talking about wor working on the things you need to work on and learning some of the uh, cues that you can you can use to find advantage in competition. And so what I what I did in college that was uh, a lot different than other people is I made a highlight film of all my mistakes. That's deep. That's deep. And there was no one a does that. No one does that. Yeah. And there was a reason because that's what I wanted to hone in on. Yeah. And not make the same mistake twice. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I would be out there running because I had no one to go home to. Okay. So I can go to the weight room at 530 in the morning. Right. Four in the morning. Yeah. And leave at 10 at night. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because that's where I, that's where I knew I was going to be successful. Right. From the field yeah. or the weight room. Hey, what you're saying is so deep, though, because the converse side of that is someone saying, I have no one to go home to. Therefore, I have no one to push me, no one to motivate me. Woe is me. And using that later on as their excuse for failure. Well, yeah. you know, and 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 there are some situations where that's just very genuine. Not everyone's going to be motivated to go about the daily tasks of success without people in their corner. That's why ideally people grow up with support systems. Right. But again, I'm just acknowledging my king, the special nature of your identity and your existence on this earth and that you could find strength in that and use that proactively to go better yourself and hold yourself accountable, then use it as an excuse to fail or to yeah. not give your best effort. I, I, I think once I started understanding that I was uh, there for a reason. Yes. You yeah. know, not there for a season. Yeah. That's when I developed. Yeah. So, there for a reason, not there. I'm still in know. that one too, my brother. And <laughs> hey, you know, I go repeating stuff I hear from other people hey, and people be I'm looking at me that. like, you got game. And I be telling them like, no, I actually took that from someone. <laughs> you know, here for a reason, not a season. Did I say it right? Yeah. For a reason. Here for a reason, not for a season. Not you know? for a season. Because that's what a lot of athletes especially. Yeah. Well, there there's you can you can use it in athletics, you can use it in your life. Yeah, yeah. And life period. And that's where a lot of people yeah. get it messed up is right. I'm here to play, right? Yeah. I'm here to be here. Yeah. In relationships, you know, even if it's with a significant yeah. other, it's it's I'm not here just to play. Yeah. Right. I'm here to be here. Right. Right. I'm here to go four quarters to with be you present. and be here. Hey, you know, and when you say that, my brother, what's so deep about what you're saying is you go about your role as a father like that. 
I see the stuff you post in your frame of reference in your mind state. And you go about your role as a father hard, my brother. Hey, look, and you let it be known that that's your dude. dude. And I see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, when Eminem said that word, that that slogan, that sentence in the song, right? You ever Uh love somebody so much you give an arm for? No, not the expression. No, literally give an arm for. Yeah, that's my dude. Yeah. Hey, no, my brother, you say it's your dude like it's on some gangbanging stuff. Like homeboy, I ride for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that. Your spirit, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. I see that, my brother. So, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. Don't make me emotional. Yeah. I got to keep my composure, yeah. people. You know, I got to so, keep my composure. So it's like, uh, I only get, and I've said this before, I only get one shot yeah. at making him a good man. Yeah. Making right. him a good man. Making him a good human. Yeah. I only get one shot. Yeah. There's no sequel. Hey, you go hard for him, though, man. Yeah. And to make sure he experiences joy. And that's so admirable. Let me ask you a question, though. You, um, to be successful, to make it to an Oregon State, to make it to a Missouri, um, you have to prepare and and almost, uh, for lack of a better word, or I always use the word, in an obsessive manner, mm-hmm. such to the point that it has to, for many people, become their singular focus. Um, after you... And such to the point that many of my friends who have competed at a high level almost implode and self-destruct when they're no longer competing because it's like when they have to figure out what's next, it's almost unfathomable because they had never thought about what's next yeah. because they had that singular focus of and this is it. Or a, they had a plan B. Did you... Which is great. How, how did that work for you? Because you seem like you have such a healthy perspective. Did that become difficult for you or you were able to make your transition? No, it, it's, it was very difficult to understand what I wanted to do after. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the main point of it was I was, I didn't want to be a trainer. Okay. Okay. Right? So that's the natural path for many people. Right. I, yeah. Right. yeah. So, so like you my, had done it and seen yeah, it. Okay. And, and my um, so I didn't want to major in kinesiology. I didn't want to major, like, because that's the normal athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, dang, you speak in all the normal roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so what's real like, life. Yeah. you know what? I'm a major in international business. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm a major with a, my major, my emphasis was going to be nonprofit and marketing. Oh, wow, okay. But I want to do international, because my goal was to be rich. Okay. But yeah. to own ports, seaports, right? Gotcha. That's gotcha. what I wanted to do, own seaports, yeah. freight trailers. That was my vision. Yeah. Because I wanted to leave and be able to travel because growing up, that's all I used to like that, you know. And then East L.A., it's in the flight path. Okay. Right? So you used to see the planes going in. Yeah. Yeah. And that does something for a young person with imagination, like who's on the plane, where are they going, what's going on, what, yeah. So, like, even, like, till today I tell people every time I see a plane, like, every time a plane takes off, a person's life is changing for the better or worse. Okay. Somebody dude. on that plane yeah. is changing for the better or worse. Yeah. Right? They're either leaving a situation or going into a situation. Yeah. But that's, it's like, so you never know, right? So everybody just looks at things, but that's just how I look at life, right? If I'm walking, that's why I say on my thing all the time, I'm going to walk by you. I'm going to say hi to everybody because that's how I am as a person. Right. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. Because that might change your life. Right, right. Because you've changed mine. Yeah. Right? And you do exude joy, my king. You exude joy. It's, yeah. And pleasantness. It, yeah. It's thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and it's effortless. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you that, you know. Okay. Because is it because it's at the core of who you are at this point? Or? Yeah. And yeah. Like, for me, is I've lost the two most important people in my life. Okay. And I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I went through the worst situation I could have, but I've been to the best situation I could have, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, like, to go into that is after Missouri, I went and got drafted in the seventh round, right? So I played... For the for the Niners, then I played for Jacksonville. Then I got traded, got traded there. You know the the, okay. the routine. You know, right, right. But um, when you're there, you think you make it. Yeah. But that's again when I again started developing that I was stuck. Okay. In my ways, right? Which is, I didn't spend a lot of money because I didn't have a lot of money. Gotcha. I had a lot of paper. Gotcha. You know? Okay. So I didn't understand when people say, well, I got my first check and blew it. Blew what? Yeah. You know, you don't really get anything. Right? life. So I was like, my life is still here. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew I didn't want to go back to being poor. Okay. So I didn't care how much money my first check was. I knew I wasn't going to go back to being poor. So I, that, my number one goal was I'm never going to be poor again. Okay. I'm never going to have to go to the church and sit outside and wait for food. That yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Gotcha. And uh, so I started developing this mindset is I have to do something. So, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that that do plumbing, that do uh, construction. I had, But I had a, um, I knew I could talk to people. Right. But I didn't want to sit in the booth. I knew I had a degree. I didn't want to sit in the booth. Gotcha. Right? I knew that I can pick up a phone, but I didn't want to yeah. sit in the booth. I knew I could write type fast. I didn't want to sit in the booth. Gotcha. You know? Hey, real quick, too. Yeah. You got you walked away with a piece of paper. You oh, walked yeah. away with 100%. a piece of paper. And that's yeah. something else people Two. need to hear. Oh. Two degrees. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Okay, go ahead. A major I'm sorry. and a minor. Yeah. I just had to make sure people got that concept because that, again, goes back to you um, to hear for a reason, not for a season. Right. I also know too many athletes who they were so um, enamored with just the role of athletics and didn't student athlete that they didn't walk away with that piece of paper. Now, I am also proud that I have multiple friends who um, have went back and got that piece of paper. But I know they would have found it advantageous to have focused on that while they were there and walked away with that initially. So that was a blessing for you. And. You know, and I still want to at least acknowledge that it's still powerful that even with that piece of paper, you didn't just rest on solely, I am going to go find employment somewhere. I don't want to just sit yeah. in the booth, yeah. right? But you figured out some other, you know, some ventures and invested in yourself. And I think the biggest thing for me at that time was I didn't want to just be the guy that, oh, well, I'm going to hang my degree up. And that's how I'm making money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because for a long time and through a lot of stuff that I've learned, it's my, the reason I was in college was the degree. Uh Uh-huh. But the purpose I was in college is to meet people. Right. Right. right? Because that's how I'm going to build my network. Yeah. Yeah. It's building that network. Right. 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 So I know that if my net worth isn't right. Yeah. 100%. More than likely, something's wrong with my network. Yeah, real right? life. The people around me yeah. make my galaxy work. Yeah. You right? understood the concept of social capital. 
which I was already through with school before I understood the power of social capital. What's so deep about what you just said, too? There are people who still would leave from here. And let's say they did go play somewhere like Missouri. They would play and not really understand that, like, no, based on where you at, you better understand the networking possibilities of the environment that you, you have found yourself in in this universe so you can maneuver and use these things later for your your future. So social capital, one of the reasons I appreciate you mentioning that is my wealth is in social capital. And it's a powerful thing in my life. So too many times people focus and fixate on wealth solely being about dollar amounts and not understanding like I have because of the way I treat people and interact with people through my social capital my network and therefore my net worth, I have access to things that are really beyond me and to afford solely on dollar amount. But because people value me, and again, in part because my attitude, my work ethic and how I treat others and them knowing I'm a man of my word and I'll go hard for them, they'd make anything they have available to them available to me. And I found that to be one of my greatest blessings in life that I really try to share with people you know, is yeah. man, you better be thoughtful about how you interact, how you treat people, because this is truly a means through which the universe will bless you. Yeah. So I just, I so strongly appreciate hearing another person identify that. Because yeah. just a lot of, when you grow up, so now can I just share with yeah, you why yeah, I regret yeah, some of my yeah. behaviors growing up? Because then I realized that, oh shoot, when I was younger, living life as a stick up kid, I was the dude who would burn to connect. Rather than understand, now I'm glad I moved forward from that yeah, lifestyle yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, but yeah. rather than understand the long-term potential, now I'm about to hit this lick on you for this minimal amount because I had that type of mentality versus understanding like, nah, homeboy, this relationship right. over time, you know? And I did the best I could to go back and make amends and people respected me for that because no one goes back and does right. that. No one goes back and be like, hey, you know what? I regret what I did to you. Yeah. And especially when people know you don't have to do it out of fear. Right. I regret it and I'd like to make amends. Um, because there was a certain point I just I realized like dang homeboy you really approached this with a very impoverished ignorant mentality yeah. versus understanding that you know the future and so as I've moved into legitimate society I began to implement those understandings that like no I'm going to conduct myself in relationship to long term with yeah. people so I truly appreciate hearing you especially based on your start in life yeah. express your understanding and insights about that. I think, so everybody knows Merton Hanks is, right? Okay, Martin break Hanks. it down, break it yeah. down. Merton Hanks, he uh, was a corner for the okay. for the Niners. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, hey, Before wait, my time. I, I want to say yes, but we're dealing with a younger generation yeah. Yeah. too. We're not yeah. necessarily, but go ahead. So before my time, gotcha. you know, he was yeah. there like, um, but at the rookie like party that we have, he, he, he came up to me and said, Joe, just know Pick the fruit from the money tree and not the money. It's not going to be here forever. Oh, that's deep. Right? And I asked him, what the hell does that mean, Hank? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he goes, meet the people that come with the situation. Yeah, yeah. Don't live in the situation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He goes, you've got to build your network while you're here. Yes. Because all these wealthy people are going to bring wealthier people to watch you play. Yeah. So you want to meet all those people that they're bringing? Yes. Don't let them watch for free. Okay. Okay. A ticket's a ticket doesn't pay you. Yeah. So you got to go out and get the money, gotcha. right? So after hearing that is what I understood is I got to build and I got to go meet everybody that comes wants to shake my hand. Yes. What do you do for a living? 
Don't okay. be ashamed to have ask that question because yes. you know what I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're coming yeah. to watch me play. Right. So who are you? So who are, who are you? you yeah. Right. Because I'm building my network right yeah. now. Yeah. Your your box is expensive because of what we do in this locker room. Right. right? That's why you're up there on that press box in that suite is because of what we do on the field. Sitting in that sky box, chilling, yeah. eating, watching me run right. my body into the yeah. ground. Yeah. So it's like, now I want to know what you did to get there. Mm-hmm. Because I want to do it too. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going, you understood the transition yeah. was coming. I, yeah, I appreciate that's That's foresight, man. That's vision. So it's know? like I understood that I needed to do something to the point where I was understanding that I can grow something. I uh-huh. knew business. Now, what's not going to be, right. you know? Right. So, to get into what I what I started doing was plumbing, and that's mm-hmm. why I got into plumbing. Is, uh, it was just one of those things I knew that no matter how rich you were, how poor you were, you need yeah. to use the restroom. Yeah. You need to take a shower. You need to yeah. running water, and it would be recession proof. Because yeah. if the house sold under value yeah. or above value, the plumbing needed to work one way or another. And right. you know what's so deep about that, though, in terms of, again, your identity and who you are is this. I already know you. So the deep part of that is this. My brother, I've watched you in such detail that I, I, I know, but I don't know. But I trust the consistency of what I see that you weren't the type of person who therefore said, I'm just going to buy this type of business and get some people to run it for me. And I'm just going to make all this money. You just because of the way you present yourself and your mentality you were going to want to learn that craft, therefore, so you could know everything about it and do it yourself. And therefore, I even respect the fact that you could have said, man, I played in the league. Homeboy, I ain't going to do no plumbing. That ain't what I do. But I already know how you are. So I know if you got invested in a business or involved in a business, you're going to want to know how to do that business. So that means you were humble enough that you went and learned how to do plumbing. Yeah. So in 2011, mm-hmm. uh, I bought my first van. Uh-huh. I bought my first van. And I uh, started plumbing. Okay. And I went and um, I had to do it for about three years. And then I had um, one of my buddies that owned a plumbing company vouch right. for me. Okay. So I get my license. Gotcha. Right? Uh, so I got my plumbing license. And then I would go dressed in my uniform uh-huh. out because I knew my phone was going to ring. Right? So if it yeah. rung in the middle, so I didn't drink. Yeah. For probably about two and a half years, three years, I didn't drink at all. So just period, wherever you were at, you had your uniform on. Because you understood marketing. Yeah. So I would go out with girls. Yeah. I would wear my uniform. Wow. You know, I would uh, go go to the Laker game. I was yeah. in my uniform, you know, and I would leave the Laker game. I would leave uh, the Kings game where we were there. I would leave dinners. Yeah. You know, girls would get upset with me, but I didn't care. Right. It wasn't about that. It was bigger. Yeah. It was a bigger purpose for me. If they couldn't understand, yeah. then it's okay. They weren't My brother, watch this. You operate with a level of brilliance. With sure. a level of brilliance. Okay, so let me ask you a question just for the sake of time, too. Cause we, we, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, man, we might have to ask you. You, you got so much to share. I, might, I, I know how busy you are, but one day when you're back in the area, we might yeah. have to do a follow-up. Um, so what I wanted to ask you was this. Just and then we we can't tell them all the details. Yeah, you got to yeah. tell them that next time. But you went from your first van to how big is your company now? Um, now I have about three hundred sixty employees. Wow, wow! And you mentioned 
going back to get the hotel that you lived in as a yeah. kid. You own that now, so huh? I own the hotel I lived in mm-hmm. that my mom passed away in. Wow. Um, that's I deep, do. man. And uh, it's actually the only room in the hotel that's never rented. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so okay, last question, and then again yeah, for listeners, yeah, we'll no we'll worries. we'll get we'll get them back. We'll get them back. Okay, you know um, I'm gonna say this. You know, rest rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, oh, rest in peace, and 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 Gigi and, yeah, Gigi and, and, and everyone the, else who was seven a, seven people on board. Rest in peace. Yeah. Condolences to the family. Um, the irony is this: you truly, truly by defining of it, have a mamba mentality about how you go about everything in your life. So in wrapping up, if there was some feedback you were going to give to someone, whether it's a young person or an adult, anyone, just briefly to tell them to somehow connect them to success in life, a sense of purpose, a positive outcome, after everything you've experienced in life and where you're at, what would you tell them? What would you say? I think understand the difference between curiosity and fear. And know there's a big difference. Okay. And know it's uh, it's okay to fail. Wow. You know. Okay. It's okay to fail. Okay. Because uh, failure is going to get you to success a lot faster than success will. That's deep. That's deep. I gotta go reflect on that. Failure will get you to success a lot faster than success will. Yeah. I gotta write that one down too and say, is that what we're leaving them with? You know, and it, it's yeah, and it, it's. Just know, and uh, for all the people who know me, mm-hmm. is anybody who has kids that I I I, I do everything in my power mm-hmm. to make sure my son will always be able to use his curiosity and his creativity, and that's why I work so hard. Wow, and, and, that and that's you do. my motivation, and that you do, my king. Yeah. Hey, thank you again. We appreciate you. I know you have to traverse the LA traffic to get somewhere. I just really need you to know, my brother, that your presence is so meaningful that it adds to my esteem for myself that you. that you would stop and speak with me and speak with listeners and give us your energy. Man, you're just quite a blessing. I thank appreciate you. you. Um, and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And then um, hope that we can arrange one day for you to come back to share some more insights with us. Absolutely. And uh, Godspeed to you and blessings to your family, my brother. And uh, I just really, really appreciate you very much. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. There you have it, people. Hey, you've just witnessed Two Kings Talking. Thank you for tuning into King Talk. And we'll, I, I wanted to say see you next time, but I guess we don't really see you, huh? You know what I mean. We out.